Welcome to Great Hearts Table. I mentioned in an earlier episode that I'm no great theologian. In fact, even though my only published book is, as it were, a book of theology, I would reserve the title theologian for others with greater credentials and stature. However, in this post, I'd like to posit an attribute of God that no one ever talks about. That should give me pause, but I blunder ahead anyway, because it's been helpful for me anyway over the years to consider what might be called the inefficiency of God. In August of 2021, the Reverend Thomas McKenzie died in a tragic car accident on the first day of his pastoral sabbatical. Those many for whom he was a mentor were devastated. And that McKenzie was just shy of 50 years old called to mind for me the inefficiency of God. Years prior, I had spoken of God's inefficiency at the memorial service for my dear friend Dave Sturkey. Dave was a gifted pastor and church planter and mentor. After a dark period out of ministry marked by divorce and struggle and doubt, he remarried and returned to ministry. He was in his mid-fifties and was flourishing relationally and pastorally in a church he loved and which loved him. And then his heart stopped beating. James Montgomery Boyce's faithful ministry healed division and strengthened conviction, and it ended in his early 60s with his death from cancer. Jonathan Edwards died at 52 just months after becoming the president of Princeton University. Robert Murray McShane, the stunningly influential Scottish pastor, never made it out of his 20s. All of these men had many years ahead of them, and the church was impoverished without them. But God is that way. He's inefficient. Inefficiency is wasting resources. To send eight highway workers to fix a pothole that only requires three is inefficient. It's inefficient to put new tires on your car when the old ones still have sufficient tread remaining. We mock inefficiency. Government is inefficient. The military is inefficient. Bureaucracy is inefficient. For me, therefore, to speak of God's inefficiency causes some to shudder. It feels as if I'm suggesting something is broken in God. Actually, I'm not. I'm suggesting that something is broken in us. Efficiency for many of us is a cardinal virtue. Everything around us, our cars, our companies, our churches, our families must be efficient. We never want to be charged with being inefficient. We worship efficiency, but efficiency is the language of the factory, not of life. God's work among us and our work in the church is not to be measured with the scrutiny of the assembly line. Rather, that which appears inefficient in God may, in fact, be a subcategory of his wisdom, and wisdom is a comfort, even if it is inscrutable. It never made sense to me why Dr. Boyce would be removed in his prime, or my friend Dave would die when the joy of living had returned. But you understand the quandary, some of you from difficult experience. You've not died, but you've experienced a type of ministry death. Your placement, perhaps, was toxic, 
Perhaps you made mistakes. For whatever reason, ministry for you died. Your longed-for ministry ended when you were only five years in, maybe ten, perhaps two. It seems like such a waste of your heart and gifts and of your educational investment. And yet the God who ended McShane's career at age 29 and Edwards at 50 knows why yours ended when it did. We call it inefficient. God calls it wisdom. Jack Arnold, a pastor who preceded me in my current church, struggled to find satisfaction in his ministry and life, his son reported. His ministry was obscure compared to his seminary classmates Chuck Swindoll and Hal Lindsey, who went on to become household names. His gifts may have been equal to theirs, but God inefficiently deployed those gifts in small churches and among distant African pastors. When he finally reached his stride and was finding joy in ministry, when his marriage had healed and relationships with his kids had been refreshed, God took him home. That this seems inefficient to us doesn't matter to God. It was his wisdom. If God were efficient, he would not allow the church and the wealthiest nation in the world to experience the dysfunction we now see in the American church. If God were efficient, he'd make every church a megachurch and prune the church of its lesser-skilled shepherds. If God were efficient, he would grow his church through Herods and Caesars, through senates and parliaments. Instead, he began with the clumsy efforts of eleven scared men, and since then, many like them. God's not efficient. He raises up servants. He takes them home, as seems wise to him. He works quietly and unobtrusively in the small and out-of-the-way places. He works through timeless and inefficient acts of kindness to widows or the words of comfort to distraught families. He raises up great leaders, but changes hearts all over the world through faithful, though awkward and unskilled, disciples. If the only language we have for this is inefficiency, so be it. Behold the inefficiency of God and take comfort in it. When our kids were young, it was not uncommon for my wife to drop what she was doing to give them her full attention concerning things that mattered to them. I, on the other hand, was busy getting things done. One of us was pursuing efficiency. One was reflecting the heart of God. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. Thanks to Over the Rhine for permission to use their wonderful songs, All My Favorite People, and Called Home. And thanks to you for listening. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left to loneliness There's a place to find forgiveness Called home